Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And this is Max Rushton. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Danny Kelly joined us. We uh, dipped in once again to his My Sporting Life series, so I think you'll enjoy that. Uh, David Lee, former uh, Chelsea defender, joined us as well, was telling us about a new app that uh, they have come up with. Might be my final chance to make it. Yeah, could be your chance to make it as a pro. Uh, Players have been signed off the back of it, and Burnley are using it at the moment. Uh, Also, we had a birthday spread, didn't we? It was a fine contest. I'm not going to tell you who won, but it was a great... For the neutrals, it was superb. And you got involved, of course, TalkSport listeners. Here it all is... Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, mate. Good afternoon, Paul. Yes, obviously we uh, uh, we change the studio. We Simon and Jim leave, and we come in. Yeah, and they you know they deep clean it, much like the White House was deep cleaned. And yeah, uh, Simon occasionally leaves things here and has someone like, someone it, to do it for. Well, he'd him. have a little man come in. Normally, yeah. if he eats a satsuma and yeah. he peels it, a little man would come in exactly and, and yes. take the peel away. But um, and so so I've I've every time in this I come case in, it's Luke. He is it, quite a little it, man. It is actually. quite short. Producing, yes, yeah. uh, but I don't think it's in Luke's job description. So I. No. I I've been trying to, you know, encourage. Him I've been to- encouraging Simon to clear up his own mess, and he had yeah. a lot of uh, paper cups <laughs> here, and uh, he had one full cup of tea. Oh, and in, yeah. in, in a clear sign that he'd never cleared clean up mugs before, mm. he decided to that would be the one on the bottom, and so he put all the mugs in the cup of tea, and the tea went all over ah. the studio. Don't, don't, but do you remember when you did water play when you were about four? Yes, yes. You learned that then, This was didn't Eureka, you? the you Eureka that. moment. Simon, you that Simon Jordan's Eureka moment just <laughs> happened. Right. So things then, I should have learned at four, but I only actually... <laughs> if the listeners want to go with that, things you should have known before you got to the age of 42 or whatever you are now, if you've pulled a stunt like that in the Simon Jordan envelope, please let us know. Uh, it'll be back in the Lamborghini, they may be listening. It will be. Talksport.com, text 81089. There is an inner vulnerability to I'd like to tease out. We had an interesting yeah. uh, discussion of existential, uh, existentialism in the urinals yesterday. Did you? Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> we can only talk for such short periods. Uh, <laughs> it's quite. It's then a, you it's get a, bored of each other. Well, well, he's got to go back to one of us. Has got to go back to work. That's a friend true. of mine on that uh, should have known beyond four. Thought the toilet seat was just for girls until he was about twenty-two. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sat on the porcelain. Did he really? Is that extraordinary? I mean, that's that's an odd that's a very kind of strange thought process. Quite, isn't chival- it? The, quite could, chivalrous in a way. Could, <laughs> so it was just reserved for the ladies. <laughs> yeah. Is that what he said? Sort of quite sort of eighteenth sort of century, eighteenth century chivalrous. Yeah. Of, of Andy, wasn't what it? About so this, that? this isn't for me. Well done, mate. Well done. Now, um, can I just say before we carry on? I, wanna, I, I, I wasn't here yesterday because I took my 
uh, my old mum, 89 years young, for her um, vaccine. Um, and uh, I went off to one of the hubs in Stevenage. She lives on the borders of North London, Hertfordshire. So I went. I took her off to Stevenage. Mm-hmm. And Stevenage away. Stevenage it was Stevenage away. It was yeah, about exactly. ten minutes from the ground. They're not doing it at the ground. This was in a, a big sort of centre there. And I just want to thank everybody. It was absolutely brilliant. We were in and out in twenty minutes, uh, and, and people were saying, "Oh, aren't you supposed to sit around for fifteen minutes afterwards? Only if there's nobody with you. They want right. to keep an eye on you then. But obviously, I keep keep an eye on." Her. And get her home. But, um, yeah, in and out in 20 minutes. So many staff and volunteers. They're all absolutely lovely. They took all the stress out of it. They were a bit like games makers. Okay. London right, 20. Okay. You know, everybody yeah, yeah. had been told, look, there are going to be people on edge. There are going to be people nervous. Either don't like the idea of this. They've probably not been out for months. But everybody was so friendly and so helpful, and the staff were brilliant. And it was a really... I hope your process of going through this, if you're doing it with... Uh, you know, people you care for or you're going through it yourself is as smooth as that. And such a relief as well. It sounds brilliant. And my dad had his first shot and you think, oh, it's such a relief, isn't it? Yeah, of course. You know, everybody, we're all in the same boat. And they tell you which one you have. They put it on your little card, on on her card that she had the Oxford. It'd be nice to see the menu and go, and I think I have... uh, yeah, I'll have the Oxford uh, vaccine news. if I may. Don't give you a menu. You just she got you us, get what they got. She got us some sort of superiority complex already for having the Oxford jab. Is she a bit more? Uh, I well, I don't know. No, I mean, she had no after effects. Okay. Okay. That was the other good thing. So uh, anyway, I just thought I'd say thank you yeah, to no, everybody. No, no, I hope everybody's experience is, is that positive because uh, yeah, it was very uh, good. Very good to hear. Um, uh, now, obviously, we all learned that we we don't know the laws of, of the game. Uh, yeah, of Schrodinger's offside here, where you can simultaneously <laughs> be fifteen yards offside and yeah. onside at the same time. Time. And I think we're, we're kind of agreed, you know, I think be, before VAR, the, the assistant would put their flag up for yeah. Rodri. And, and I think, you know, a lot of fans... And no one would have complained, no, would they? I no. mean, Pep wouldn't have turned around and said, well, strictly within the law, they were wrong. He might have found out afterwards, but had there no, been no VAR, he wouldn't have known. No one would have known. He admitted afterwards he didn't quite understand the law, along with the rest of us, basically, unless you're a referee. Well, that's the thing. A lot of us do not know the laws. And, we, mm. you know, we think we do, and we've watched so much football. I mean, I, I do think it is strange that had he been a yard behind Mings, I think the flag would have gone up. Yeah. It's the fact that he was so far behind that sort of enabled... I mean, Mings should clear it, sure, but it was, uh, it was just an interesting moment where everybody... Nobody knows the laws, and very few people, you know, in the social media age, are not allowed to say, I don't know about anything. Yeah. You have to have a, a really firm opinion and then just dig your heels in yeah. and say, actually, I... And it was interesting, wasn't it? Because Peter Walton has sort of always agreed with the referee... Whatever the decision, he agrees. And for the first to, yeah. time ever, he disagreed. He then had but to take Peter, the laws out and say... Peter, shot him in the face. Well, you know, I think <laughs> I think he did have some provocation. But, you know, but with a real gun, he's not coming back. Well, you know, I just... You Contact can, doesn't could, mean a foul. You've got to see it from his point. <laughs> Come on, Peter, for goodness sake. But I was going to say, I did say a little, what does Peter bring to the party? It's four very warm cans of Fosters <laughs> at about half past 11. Well, his greatest moment is when they just suddenly cut to him, sort of subliminally cheering Lucas Mora, getting that that third goal yeah. against uh, against that was Ajax, we should it? Be more, let's humanise these referees I, that are there totally as experts agree. a little totally bit more. So look, we don't we do know the rules. It, it was offside. It seems really harsh. And the high point of that game was actually Bertrand Traore just taking yeah, the ball out of the touch. sky. It was a good oh, touch, wasn't it? You should, yeah. you should get a point for that. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, that should be worth Things something, like, shouldn't it? Um, yeah, like the Tongi Dumbelli goal the exactly. other day. Even if Tottenham had drawn, you should have let them have it for a great goal. I a think great so. burst. Who would be the I, arbiter I, of that, I wonder? I'm happy to, to take it on.
Okay, well, I've got look, Fridays off, aren't I? So, uh, what we get you involved in some stuff this afternoon. Let's just very quickly uh, set that up. This was a story that popped up in yesterday's Sun. Um, apparently, one EFL chief has revealed this was Charlie White's column. Uh, his club has a subtle approach to getting one over the opposition. They've created a false pillar. <laughs> Uh, in the away dressing room to ensure not all of the players can see the boss for the team talk. So they put up this completely fake pillar in a dressing room that gets in the eye line of players wherever they Brilliant. sit Brilliant. of the manager. So imagine every player now is going to go, because they won't reveal which one it is, they're going to go in every dressing room and get up to the thing that go, no, that appears to be solid. Or try and give it a little shove. So, yeah, they've they've kept it secret because no club knows where it is. But what? S. Housery of the finest order. I yeah. mean, it's really... It's not like a, a, an old John Beck number. This is... You've really gone out of your way to build a kind of forced pillar in a dressing room. what would be really good would be, you know, have a light switch, but actually it doesn't turn the lights on. The wall spins around. So the ref- the, the manager walks in and presses the switch and then the <clears> wall <throat> spins around and he's disappeared. Yeah. That could really work. <laughs> um, yeah, got lots of these. I already put it out on Twitter, sort of amateur sport S. Housery. Yeah. And Mr. Lancaster said, I played once in a Sunday league game and all the plug sockets were continental. It's quite specific, <laughs> yeah. that, isn't it? Just They can't put their, they can't put their they, ghetto blaster yeah, on. Yeah, that, that's, that's um, clever. A couple of people have said the King Power said, there's a, there's a, a pillar in the away dressing room at the King Power. Totally right. pointless in regards of structure. They had to break up the room and frustrate the opposition. Well, I mean, you know, why can't I mean, a Barry Fry like manager who, who saw through it would probably turn up with a sledgehammer? There may be managers <laughs> now thinking, right, that's it. I'm not having that, as Barry would say. And he'll, he'll just knock it. Well, it sounds like you could knock it. It's probably made of cardboard. You could, <laughs> could just be, yeah. move it out of the way. Oh, yeah. At Sir Alex, give him some of the hairdryer pe- treatment and just, you know, picking up. Nanny and throwing him at the thing, and it just falls through yeah. it's like a slapstick comedy. It's great. Well, we've got loads of them. We'll okay. Read well, some yeah, more we out. need S. Housery in the lower reaches, uh, please. Ones you've experienced, or maybe uh, things you've tried yourself to put the opposition off. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. David Lee's going to join us in a few moments, the former Chelsea defender. He's involved with AI Scout, and right. Burnley have picked up on it. A number of clubs have picked up on it. Players have been signed from it. It's an app. It's not a robotic scout. Is no, it? it's, it's not, not a robotic. He doesn't turn tie, up and say, <laughs> "Tie knots." Who's the <laughs> young lad with the blonde hair yeah. at, in midfield? It's not one of those. It's uh, it's it's an app, and um, it, it seems to be uh, working. And say, Burnley have picked up on him. David Lee. Good afternoon, Dave. Long time. How are you? Good afternoon. I'm fine, thank you very much. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. So this, yeah, this sounds really exciting, and it's uh, you know, it's obviously. I mean, there is an example of a player being signed by Bournemouth off the back of it, but to see a Premier League side taking it as seriously as this is very good. Yeah, I mean, it's an ideal... A friend of Gareth Hall's, Mm -hmm. uh, who's an ex-teammate of mine and good friend, uh, Darren Perridge, his boy was at Tottenham, and uh, he got released, and he went to Reading for a trial, and (laughs) Reading asked him for some data of what he had at Tottenham, and he didn't have any, and I think he sort of thought, well, maybe I'm going to try and put something together for him. And he just been in research and development for about three years and put a team of experts together from sort of talent ID data, IT and AI and, and came up with uh, AI Scout. We, we changed the name recently. We, had, we went with Tony Gales before we changed it. And um, yeah, we've, we've tied up with Burnley recently, but we've had quite a bit of success already. We, we randomly tested 50 players, you know, and all you need is your mobile phone to use the app. And he's now signed for well, he signed for Bournemouth a while ago. He went to Chelsea for ten weeks. Uh, he went to Arsenal for a time. He went to Watford. But Chelsea looked at his data and invited him for a day. And then when they seen him that day, they said, "Right, we'll have him in for ten weeks." And he was very close to to getting a contract with Chelsea and very close to Arsenal, 
where I was working at the time and you know they'd signed a left back from Barcelona so they probably couldn't have taken them on at the same time and eventually went to Bournemouth so um, it just goes to show you know he's never been to an academy he was playing for a team called Fleet Spurs down in Hampshire sort of Surrey border and he's also played for the Republic of Ireland under 19s as well and it's, it's, it's changed his life the app and you know we're not saying everyone who goes on the app's going to make it but there is that chance that they could and I don't know if you're an expert in AI David but I'm interested in the fact that does do the AI kind of will look at the videos of the players doing certain things and sort of discard a few before any human eyes have looked at it. Well, you're right. I'm no expert in AI. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I think that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, how it works is sort of... We we benchmark... For an academy, we benchmark the academy players. We'd use the thousands of hours of research and and published data. We'd work with the clubs to see what sort of type of player they're looking for, positions age, gender, etc. And then we'd sort of select relevant trials to suit what they're looking for. And, and that's how it, it works. In you know, they download, download the app, complete their profile, and they get what's called an NRS, which is the National Rating Score, through they do athletic drills and, and um, football skills and, and things like that, follow the simple instructions, upload their video to the app, and then the AI does the rest, really. So can anybody, could we go on there and, and get our own uh, NRS score? But obviously you, we wouldn't be invited along to Turf Moor to meet Sean. Um, but, you know, there, there, there is, as Max was saying, a sort of cut-off point that once they're over a certain figure, they're the guys that, that would be taken seriously. But could effectively anybody who wants to go to the trouble of dribbling through the cones and setting it all up go on and try out? Yeah, of course. I mean, it'd be interesting if you to return you two who would probably get the best NRS. I think Max, would he's still at, he's still active. He's still active. <laughs> well, I'd be disappointed. Yeah, yeah, you could. I mean, we're looking really from the younger age groups, obviously up to about twenty three. But that doesn't mean. I mean, Jamie Vardy made it lately, and Wright made it late. I know there there's odd exceptions of these players, but we generally would look at um, the younger ages, right up to eighteen. I mean, we're going through a launch at the moment with Burnley uh, and I think we're going sort of 14 to 18 at the moment but we are very keen to do it younger as well you know the younger they are the, you know the more chance you've got I think and it, there's um, things that we can use where when they're younger we, we look at their NRR score and as they get older you know we, we can keep track of it and you know see the way they're developing or not developing so yeah you know the answer to your question is yeah anyone can do it as long as you've got a mobile phone and it, and it sort of it looks a bit like sort of Twitter or Instagram that you post and you get followers <laughs> and and you follow other people I guess so that you you sort of become part of that community I I guess and that gives you more chance of of being spotted. Yeah, it does. Yeah, and you can you know interact with Gareth. Gareth is uh, head of football. You know, he's on the AO Scout. There's, there's, there's stuff on there that you need. You know, contact available on there if you need feedback. The club and when the club player goes into the club, the, the club will give you feedback based on the scores um there's profile images and videos they're all turned into the into searchable data so yeah you know you can look you can interact with, which is which is really good you know what the youngsters do today that's all they ever do on their phone so they can interact with with anyone really from from the company and to think that the young lad who's, who's signed for Bournemouth had never previously been scouted is amazing that he completely slipped through the net which 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 is incredible isn't it it is. I mean, Gareth was running the Surrey under 18 schools football and he, he rang me up and said, there's a the left back I've got. He said, I, I want you to come and have a look at him. Like I say, I was working for Arsenal at the time and 
and I went to see him uh, and I said to Gareth, you know, he's got um, undoubted ability. Uh, he was a little bit small at the time. He was only 16, but he's now, he'd be 19 in March. He's, he's now filled out a bit through full-time training. But, it, you know, it's changed his life. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's such a humble lad as well. You know, he's done really well at Bournemouth. I think he's been on loan a couple of times in non-league just to sort of toughen him up a little bit. But it just goes to show it is possible, you know, and, and that's girls and boys. It's, it's, just, it's not just boys. We, you mm. know, we do it for girls as well. So, um, yeah, if there's budding players out there, they, they think that they'd be missed if they live in rural areas or might not be a scout watching their school games or their club games. I know they can't play at the moment because of what's going on, but they can, you know, everyone's got a mobile phone these days. They just have to download it and, and see what happens. And are you looking to partner up much as you have with Burnley with one of the top women's teams, as you say? So if there's sort of girls out there who, who want to try out, maybe if, you know, there isn't a sort of similar, there is a similar pathway, but not quite as, weren't quite as good as the male one. So that would be a real opportunity, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. I mean, obviously <clears> with Burnley, you know, this is the first, we you know they've unlocked the first public trial, uh, Alan Pace. He's been heavily involved in AI Scout previously and taken over. Uh, he's a friend of Darren's. So as soon as he took over at Burnley, he decided that he wanted to go and have a, have a public trial. Uh, and then there's other clubs that we've sort of been talking to. Chelsea Palace, Forest, Olympiacos, um, who have possibly been doing their um, public trials as well. I mean, Chelsea have been brilliant. We've been doing research and development with them for the last couple of years. Uh, obviously my connection and Gareth's connection to the club has, has helped so um, it's been great from, from our point of view and their point of view so Com- we hope that something becomes of it really Yeah and finally confidence is all going to come right at Chelsea a little, little bit little bit concerned at the moment or not? Uh, yeah obviously you're concerned when, when you lose football matches but my thought on is that they knew when Frank went in there he was, <clears throat> wasn't as experienced as the other managers but my opinion is I don't see why they should give him the job and then think, well, actually, you know, you're going to go a year later. I think they should stick with him and he'll come good, in my opinion. Good stuff. Good to talk to you again, David. All the best. Thanks very much. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Max. Cheers, David. David Lee there, the former Chelsea defender. AISCOUT.io. Shall I I try and do it before next Tuesday? Yeah, you and the moose. We want the moose to do it. See how many points I get. I'll see, yeah. I'll see if I can do that. Steve has been in touch. Mm. The things you didn't know until you were old. Up until secondary school, when a town sign would say twinned with, I thought the one town was an exact copy of <laughs> the other one. That's brilliant. <laughs> oh, dear. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We're talking about second tests involving Sri Lanka. Uh, that's uh, very much part of Chris Broad's story, as we'll discover in a few moments, because we are, as we said, plundering the uh, My Sporting Life uh, archive because they are all available now to listen to at your leisure. And uh, Chris Broad is a subject we're going to discuss now with uh, the host of My Sporting Life, Danny Kelly. Hi, Dan. Uh, afternoon, chaps. So good. Hello, yeah, good day, we're good. We're good. Yeah, all good, good news good. there. And yeah, I mean, Chris had a great career, but I mean, obviously, there was one we spoke to him about it. You spoke to him about it from uh, my sport enough. There was one moment uh, of his life that he thought it was probably all over. It. Uh, I mean, I listened to that my sporting life, and it's amazing. Uh, listen and very harrowing. Well, you, look. Um, one of the reasons we wanted to talk to Chris was because he'd had so much um, incident, both as a player and as a match official. And we'll play, no doubt you'll play the bit that you're talking about in just a second. I mean, the, the interesting thing is, and I know you're both massive fans of cricket, um, as, as am I, and myself and the producer, John, um, we set about doing it. John had very little interest in cricket, but he, uh, we set about getting together kind of World eleven from the sort of 80s, 90s and the early part of this century. And we were we were rattling along. I mean, uh, some of the people who were in that um, uh, archive of, of of my sporting lives: Graham Gooch, Michael Holding, Sir Clive Lloyd, um, Matthew Hayden, Sir Richard Hadley. In fact, we could make up a very very good World Eleven. Hmm. We might have to leave, we might have to leave Darren Goff out. Um, I've, got, I've got so many brilliant fast bowlers. Um, but Chris was one that we were really interested in because for three reasons. Um, as I say, his career had been studied with um, sometimes frightening, sometimes controversial incidents. He's also one of the very few top players who'd made that transition into being a match official. And of course, at the time when I did it a few years back, his son was in the middle of his career um, as Stuart, and we didn't know that he was going to go on to be one of the all-time greats. So Chris was somebody who perhaps wasn't at the very top of our list of crickets we wanted to get. Ian Botham was always at the top of that list, but always wanted too much money, let's be honest. Um, and, <laughs> and so, but, but he was a great one to get because he's, a, you know, the, two, the, the three hours I spent interviewing him, there wasn't a moment when he wasn't talking about something interesting. Let's play you that little section. It was 2009, uh, Sri Lanka were in Pakistan as part of a test. It was the second test. And Chris's match referee, he was uh, on his way uh, to the stadium in a convoy of vehicles with the Sri Lankan uh, side, uh, and uh, they were attacked. And, uh, yeah, as we said, Chris spoke very movingly about it. We got to the Liberty Roundabout, which is about half a mile away from the ground, um, and everything slowed down and all the traffic was stopped at the roundabout. There were police at every uh, junction. And then all of a sudden, <clears throat> there was a popping sound you know, not being from a country that uh, carries guns or fires guns very, very often in the street. I had no idea what was going on, but the 
third umpire who was sat next to me, Asan Raza, said, get on the floor of the bus. For the next 10, 12 minutes, I was unaware of anything going on, aside from <clears throat> I was aware that our driver was shot. Um, I was aware of bullets flying around because the bus was being hit on a number of occasions. And then, you know, halfway into it, I, I was aware that Asan Raza had been hit because he was he was obviously moaning and he was praying to oh his God. God. And I saw all this blood. I just, having seen lots of films where, you know, someone comes up and puts pressure on a, a wound, I automatically just put my hand on his back and tried to stop this blood from... You could see where the blood was coming from. Yeah, yeah, yeah from, from the middle of his back. All of a sudden, the sliding side door of the van opened and there's this chap with a blackberry in a black uniform with a handgun in his hand looking at us. And, and I, I thought at that time, oh, my God, this is it. We're all going to go. But he jumped in. He was a member of the security forces. You had no way of knowing that. No course, idea. No. He jumped into the bus and took refuge. I tried to shout to him, say, come on, we've got to get out of here. Get in, because I knew the driver was dead. Get into the front seat and drive us out of here. We got to the ground. We ran into the ground, into the umpire's room. And as soon as, soon as we reached the sanctuary of the umpire's room, we all took stock. It was like, wow, you know, what happened there? Asan Raza? Hassan Raza was hit twice. He had probably three weeks in hospital, but came out. And there is a certain section of his midriff that has no feeling in it. So obviously one of the bullets has uh, cut some nerves somewhere and, and he doesn't have feeling in his midriff. Do you think you contributed midriff. to him being, being, still being alive? I don't know is the, is the simple answer. I'm not a medical man. I just automatically uh, did what I thought was right and... I hope so, yeah. because he's there, you know, because he's still alive and he's still umpiring. Six of the Sri Lankan cricketers were injured in, in the attack and six Pakistani policemen and two civilians were killed during the attack. Oh, that's so, so powerful. I mean, I've never heard that before. Yeah. It's incredibly powerful. Yeah, it's, that, uh, I mean, sometimes, Danny, when you're sitting there, we can hear it. You know, we can hear your shock. Uh, you know, you're, you're yeah, human you, like we are. Yeah, well, of course, you know, you, you've done the research mm. and you have, a, 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 you know, reams of notes in front of you, but hearing another human being mm. talking about their experience that way and I, I keep on saying this, and I'll say it throughout the time that we continue to plug these programs. Um, radio is an incredible medium for this. On television, you're still distracted by the person's face, although you, you can see how they're, they're reacting and all that sort of thing. Uh, Chris, was, I mean, that was an amazing piece. If you think about it in several ways, one, he's a very, very, he's a big man. He's very um, uh, self-confident. Afterwards, we went on to talk about the effect it's had on him, and you could see that it was still very much bothering him. I loved the phrase. I'd seen a lot of films in which uh, people, uh, you know, and he, so he got this first aid um, knowledge from watching a lot of films. Well done, him. Um, and it, it was, you know, it, it, you're right, Max. So you can hear me. My, you can hear my, myself, my, my breath coming out. I'm exhaling very, very fast there as he goes on uh, to tell that story. Um, you know, that, that has changed cricket as well, that whole mm. incident. You know, Pakistan barely stuck. Here we are years, a decade later, and they're still barely able to play at home. Extraordinary. Remember uh, talking to Chris, he used to do a bit of punditry and, and yeah. etc. for us years and years ago and talked to him. Uh, he said his son was coming through. He's got a chance, I think, was the phrase he may have used. Well, he was think a batsman, he, wasn't he, to begin yeah, with? I think, he's, board, I think yeah. he's lived up to expectations. <laughs> he's done all right. And he talked to you about Stuart, didn't he? Yeah, and... Uh, I, I, I mean... 
Chris is a very, very honest sort of guy. If you ask him a straight question, you get a straight answer. And you could see there was a great deal of parental pride. Why wouldn't there be? And also a little bit of uh, competitiveness about his own um, very good test record. We would know that someone's going to go on to become an all-time great. Um, and uh, also uh, a little bit of surprise. If you play the clip, you'll see that he, he see, uh, this is a few years ago before, before Stuart had become the superstar he is now. A little bit of surprise just how far he'd gone. Yeah, let's, uh, let's hear uh, Chris talking about Stuart. He went to Oakham School in, in Leicestershire, and, or Rutland, should I say, mm-hmm. and uh, he was a batsman. He was a batsman who bowled a bit. And I have to say, come 16, 17, I really didn't think that he had he was going to have the makings of a first-class player because he didn't score enough runs. He didn't have a great technique. But then he started to shoot up. He had, uh, I think he shot up about 18 inches. Well, you're in, a tall man, but he's a very tall chap. In, in such a short space of time. And he enjoyed his bowling much more. He, he enjoyed hitting the deck. He enjoyed getting extra bounce out of the pitch. And Leicestershire, bless him, saw uh, a future in him as a bowler, signed him up as, uh, as a bowler for their county. And he made his debut very quickly after signing for Leicestershire. And really, from there, it, it was just a meteoric rise to get regularly into the first team, then have an opportunity in England's one-day side, and then get into the test side. And as I say, he's not really looked back. There we are, Chris Broad on his son, uh, Stuart. Uh, Danny, I'm, I'm getting the old uh, wind-up from a man who produced a number of these. Oh, dear. Uh, John oh, dear, Cadigan, oh, the other dear, side of the yeah. glass. So Very we'll, poor. We'll talk again yeah. next week. Cheers, Danny. All of yeah, the My Sporting Lives are available uh, on the TalkSport app, aren't they, to listen to at your leisure? So I understand, and uh, they're, 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 most of them I'm very proud of. They're pretty good, and uh, I'd go and listen to as many as I can for you. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Do you fancy a little trip to Fire Island, Max? I really don't. Bring your mates and uh, etc. Honestly, don't. Um, <laughs> you're a lover, not a fighter, aren't you? I really am. My fighting record is played naught, won naught, drawn naught, lost one. Even in the white heat of Sunday morning football? Or oh, yeah, I've, never, football. I've never thrown a punch. Never, I've really, never thrown ne- a no punch. No tear-ups. Wow. There, okay. I have occasionally, but you to know, get that far and not to have found yourself in that situation. There was one moment in a game where this guy was kicking me all over the place, and eventually, you know, at some point, like he he sort of grappled me to the ground, and I stood up and I said, "If you do that again, yeah. I will." And then I just didn't know what to say at that. I was sort of lost in that moment. What would I write a letter to the Guardian? What will I do? I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't have the. I won't. I'll kick you into next Tuesday. I couldn't do that. I just didn't feel right. And so when that hung in the air, what did the, did the bloke fill that void or no, not? Was burst, he... Everyone burst out laughing. <laughs> there we are, standing and waving his scented handkerchief <laughs> in the middle of a football field. Maybe they need a little bit of trash talk expertise from you. I, they I should... don't like this. I don't like that. I much prefer... I, I think with all these fighters, they sit behind the back with a cup of tea each going, well, you say this and I'll say this, and then yeah. they go out there and... But, I mean, I know it gets a bit violent in there. But I think it? what you said to that guy was giving you a working over on the pitch <laughs> when you said, if you do that again, I will... Then left it hanging. <laughs> the imagination is a wonderful thing, it isn't is, it? You're right. And in its own way, you would have thought, "Blimey, what's he going to do to in, me?" And he, he might have gone through <laughs> exactly. three or four different Could scenarios. Have a total existential crisis. Yeah. Uh, on the subject of um, S. Housery, not not dissimilar. Yeah. Ben said, "It's not like messing with the dressing room," but he said, "I once marked a bloke touch tight for the entire game. In that time, I managed around thirty encores of Chicago's. If you leave me now, <laughs> that would really annoy the centre wow. forward, wouldn't it? To start, and if that's got some very, very high bits in it." 
Yeah. I mean, I suppose you're not you're touch tight for all that time. That would really start to by by number twenty. Be like, oh. It would throw you, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would. I didn't. Know if I it, might try that. Davison Sanchez. I think you're Eric Dyer listening at the moment. Oh, we could do with that marking at corners or anything coming into the box. Let's get a bit well, of sort when of I was seventies, eighties rock. When I was a sort of cocky teenager, our our league, our league, our team were in the same league as the army. They were big, big, quite you know, they were tougher than us. But all yeah. their majors would watch on the sideline at a corner. This bloke was pushing me all over the place. I was never nothing of me. So I just sort of held his, you know, gave his hand a little squeeze, uh-huh. and he squared up to me, and I said, "At ease." I don't know why. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> That's a good Honestly, line. It's a good line. Did, wasn't did it, it work for well, you? He did, well, he didn't like it. No, no. <laughs> I didn't think he would. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Totally changing the subject, mm. Paul. On the on uh, on the subject of things you didn't know until you got older. Chris in York says the things I didn't. No, I used to think Grandstand's Viddy printer was called the Biddy printer because when the scores came up the screen, it made the noise of Biddy 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 Biddy. It did, didn't it? Obviously, the Biddy printer is just what just announcing old women, old ladies' names. Isn't it? Muriel. Yeah, that would Agnes. Biddy Biddy Biddy. That's a very good idea. My brother told me Ghana was just above Scotland. Only found out late in secondary school and I made an absolute mug of myself in class. You could have looked at a map. It's a possibility. <laughs> Things you people lying to you, you know. My my missus, his uh, dad told her once when she came home was very very young. Uh, they were doing something about the Romans at school. He said, "Oh yeah, Julius Caesar. I used to drink with him." Said, <laughs> randomly says something like that to a sort of four or five year old. Well, is it my dad? Go and say it again in school. My dad they? was called David. He still is called David. He said he killed Goliath. Well, I went with that for a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but uh, that was that was quite poor. Continuing <laughs> university, yeah, of exactly, course. Yeah. Exactly. We do all, we do all the old material. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talksport. Uh, we mentioned off the back of a, a, a little moment with uh, Simon Jordan earlier on as we uh, switched studios things that you didn't realise until much later in life that you kind of probably should have known earlier I'm not sure I'm buying this Tom but it's a nice idea it wasn't until I was 15 that I realised there was no such person as Bill Payer <laughs> I always used to think there was someone actually out there called Bill Payer that you had to get permission from before you entered one of those TV competitions drop William Payer a letter <laughs> Tom I'm not sure you could be having us on but we quite like that uh, Joey when Channel 4 showed the Italian football years ago I told my brother the Italian for corner was Cornetto he believed this up until about five years ago while discussing football with a barman in Turin. He texted oh. me from there, absolutely livid. <laughs> Dave has been in touch to say, uh, in the early days of interactive TV, on the red button, I worked with someone who asked me, why does the TV keep turning off when I push the red button? Not realising that he had a, a quite a basic TV and was using the on-off switch. Uh, not knowing the on-off switch of your remote control is quite is quite a thing to learn <laughs> later in life. And Matt says, I convinced my eldest daughter there actually was a wall between Devon and Cornwall uh, and that there were treacle mines in Peru. She was about 16 when her less gullible younger sister told her the truth. Brant in Burgess Hill says, it was only recently I discovered that pre-Madonna was not, in fact, pre-Madonna. I always wondered what Madonna had done to achieve such <laughs> idolisation that everyone in the entertainment business was a pre-Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> the Beatles were pre-Madonna, Lady, Lady Gaga, not pre-Madonna. Coming yeah. on to her in a minute, but I, um, this comes from Mark, who said, I used to think chocolate eclairs were called chocolatey clairs. <laughs> Who's chocolatey clair? Um, so ones without chocolates were simply called clairs. That's really good. <laughs> Very good. Um, uh, Lady Gaga. Yes. Um, yeah. You know they talk about they yes. talk well they talk about uh, levelers. You know you're looking for a sort of a leveler in football. And what would level if you go into sort of uh, third round of the cup when you get the Premier League side, for example, playing these little. It would be a great leveler if the Premier League side had to wear Lady Gaga's outfit 
especially the bottom half of it that she had on yesterday for the match against non-league That's opposition. That's a very good idea. Because that was a that was a massive dress, wasn't it? It's a it was, lot of effort, wasn't it? Was, I suppose yeah. if you're not going to do a, if you're not going to if you're not going to go to town, then you're never going to go to town, yeah. are you? But um, uh, my thought of the uh, of the um, uh, of the inauguration was I was watching John Legend, who yeah. let's face it, good voice, oh yeah, doesn't he? He can pull out a tune, pull out a tune. But I think John Legend would be a great name for a League One centre forward, <laughs> don't you think? John Gwynn, there's a goal at Oldham. John Gwynn, it's yeah. another for John Legend. It? It would be a good name. There's any footballers out there called Legend, that would be good. Oh, sure. Uh, more uh, inauguration news. Joe Biden, there's a slight worry that uh, he keeps himself fit uh, uh, on his peloton. Oh, right. And they're a little bit worried about it because uh, it's very crucial to him. He's part of his fitness regime at 78. But um, they're worried that aspects of, uh, of Peloton could leave him vulnerable to hacking. It could do, I suppose. Can you see the others? I don't, I don't have a Peloton. Can you see the other? You know, you, I know you'll see yourself competing. Yeah. You know, I'd be disappointed if Biden had got further than me in a spin class, given he's 78, got a broken ankle. <laughs> Imagine that moment, though, that yeah. suddenly the screen goes, you think you're halfway through the Tour de France or well, up Mont Ventoux, old uh, Joe, <laughs> at his own pace, obviously, yeah. and then up pops Vladimir Putin, <laughs> taking, giving you the thumbs up. It's like, yeah, you know, well, they'll find out who the king of the mountains really is. <laughs> yeah, I saw cool. Vladimir Putin got into an ice. Did you see he... he he threw himself into an icy lake yeah. yesterday or something just to prove that he's still he's still, he's still tough. I was once um I was once lowered into an icy pool by Talksport. They think you're a witch. <laughs> they did. What did they I do mean, that for? They was trying to get rid of me and Barry on a Sunday and this is how they did it. No, I think I was doing a I was doing a piece for the RNLI oh, uh, yeah. to show how cold it was. and I'm the only I'm the only presenter sort of under a certain age really. I don't know. Well there was a time when I was the young yeah. exciting one not anymore, but but uh yeah, I was put in this chair and lowered into uh, ice cold water yeah. and and like, I like to think I've got quite a good sense of humour about things yeah. and I was laughing away to camera and there was a moment when I was, when really I was dunked in quite deep and I, for about a, about 30 seconds I was like, this is not funny I don't <laughs> want to do this anymore, I'd like it to stop. I think the message was try not to fall into water yeah. if you've had a few on a Friday night. See, if you, you're right, because if you lower an Andy into cold water it's basically cryogenics. <laughs> So you can freeze him to, to come back on Talk Sport in about fifty years' time. Oh, that will happen, won't that? Now, uh, Paul, you uh, you're a you're a sort of notable. Mm. Uh, I don't know what list celebrity you'd say you are, Paul, but you know, oh, well, would I you keep... would you would people must say, oh, could I just have a birthday message from you on occasion? Not not, not occasionally, no, not really. No, I'm not on that list of people who want twenty five quid or wow. sort of eighty five p or whatever. Here they are. Would you? What would you charge, Paul? I've asked Andy this before. I, yeah, I wouldn't charge. I mean, I'm not. I'm just going to do loads and loads of them now, but. If I was on one of those lists, I'd feel a bit odd charging to say happy birthday to someone. Wow. Um, you can. Uh, how much do you think it costs to get a birthday message from a bunny rabbit called Pipkin? Oh, wow. On the um, website Cameo. Uh, 20 quid. £750. Really? Yeah. Uh, Henry the Tortoise <clears throat> and therapy dog Magnus. I'm not sure what therapy <laughs> Magnus does. Yeah. £150. How well <clears throat> did you know your father, says well, Magnus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there we are. Caitlin Jenner charges 1850 quid. Um, but for just £75, you can get a greeting from a little hippo called Miss Fiona. 
There we are. Who are they? Who is this cast of thousands? How do we know? Why? Henry, a 20-year-old tortoise from New York, has 72,000 followers on Instagram, which is about... That's quite young for a tortoise, isn't it? <laughs> it is, he has an inexperienced yeah. tortoise. I mean, there's, there's no much, does he? Not, like not he's a kid. True, but you've got to get the game time, haven't you? Now, yes, true. Otherwise won't be able to perform on his own. get the but game time. Henry the tortoise has, you know, upwards of 60,000 more followers than me on Instagram. It's a sad <clears> state of affairs for me. I'm glad to have brought you that news. Difference between uh, shepherd's pie and cottage pie didn't know till I was 45 says uh, David in London would you would you know now the difference between a shepherd's pie and a cottage pie I'm going it's in the meat it's, well, it's lamb and beef I'm not sure which way I'm going la- shepherd's is lamb yeah well done that's uh, you so won much. the fridge freezer excellent congratulations, congratulations. In fact, I, I Instagram lived the, a tour of inside my fridge a couple of days ago really my wife's away my wife's away okay there's plenty of football on Max the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from Talk Sport. Here we go then, it's the birthday spread. We've got to guess the birthdays uh, of uh, ten people that Andy Jacobs has put together yes. uh, and um, he'll have gags off of each one. Jeff Peters is the official scorer. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, Max. Good afternoon, Jeff. Uh, yes. Hello, Andy. Yeah, there's Jeff. Good afternoon, Jeff, in your nerve centre. Yeah, good afternoon, all. Um, <laughs> all has won the last two weeks. Yeah. So there's a bit of pressure yes. on Max to get back Max into this. quite a competitive yeah. song. Well, yes, Let's... I'm nervous. I did, I, did, I did draw last week and you won the, the penalty shootout. Yeah. It's just if their Bethel Wilmot turns up, that, that does mess me <laughs> yeah. up. But it's important to note, I'd like to point out, yeah. um, that I texted Andy today to yeah. say I knew that Gary Barlow was 50. Could it not be included oh, that's in the, the birthday? So that's a bit like De Canio catching the it ball. Is. You, you know, you'd love to see You've it. You've got a birthday spread fair player yeah. award that Thank Jeff you. will present you. Anyway, let's crack on. Where's Pele? Here he is. Andy, so the way it's going to work is there's a margin of error that will build across this. Jeff will be in charge of that, and the one uh, with the lowest score will be the winner. So, Andy, whose birthday is it first? Well, it's a very, very happy birthday to Professor Cheryl Tickle, the (laughs) developmental biologist. Cheryl Tickle. She's just opened a dating uh, agency, actually, with the Palace player Jeffrey Schlupp. Oh, of course. <laughs> Tickle and Schlub, they've called themselves, I take it, have they? Yeah, that's the one, yeah. um, Who's going to go first? You can go first. Oh, no, I, this... no, honestly, after you. Oh, OK, fair enough. I think, I mean, I'm trying to think Cheryl is that sort of name that probably is someone in there. Let's go 62, I'm going to go I'm, for. I'm afraid I'm going to go incredibly dirty and go 61. I'm, I'm, I'm clueless with Clean the Tickle. Coat-tale. No, I'm afraid that was a big mistake, Max Rushton. She's 76. Oh, it's totally okay. fine. It's totally fine. So, uh, it's a bit too Jeff, much adding for Jeff how, this early. The, <laughs> sorry, Jeff. What are the scores? Paul has 14, Max 15. Oh, okay. Okay. okay, keep going, Andy. Okay, happy birthday to uh, the singer from the Manic Street Preachers, Nikki Wire. Yeah. Nikki Wire. Okay. And I, I went to a lecture actually that Nikki gave. Oh, I couldn't understand a word of it. I didn't had to use subtitles for the wire. Oh, there, that's good if you know you. So, met him, interviewed him a few (laughs) times. Yeah, nice lad, isn't he? Nice guy. Yes, we have as well. Yeah, so I'm going to go. Starting to get on a bit, these guys, aren't they? 52. Yeah, I'd say he's in that envelope, Nicky. Uh, I'd go from... Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 53. I'm going to do... Oh, I see. This is like Liverpool United. That's our old. I think we're going to make this a really boring game. That's right. Yeah. You're going well, to you're gonna be, have a quite an audacious chance at the end, but, which you won't take. Uh, 53. What is he? He's 52. There oh, we go. 
Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. There enough. we go. Okay, uh, happy birthday to the Conservative MP. Oh, sorry, should we find out what the score is? Oh, yeah. sorry, yeah, it's, it's a draw, sorry. isn't it, Jeff? Yes. Well, that's confused no, me because I, I just looked up Nicky Warren. He says he's 51, but uh, I believe Andy. So if he's 52. <laughs> okay. Well, he's 51, but he's 52 today. You were looking at an old book, aren't you? <laughs> oh, here we go. It's all, it's all kicking off. <laughs> Suddenly. Andy getting quite bolshy about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just remind you, Chelsea lost midweek. <laughs> the referee goes yeah. in two footed on the scorer. There we are. We can understand what's there's a subtext here. <laughs> well, Max said, uh, Max said 52, so he is absolutely spot on. Thank you. Okay, yeah, thanks, Wyatt, so it's 16, Paul, 15, Max. Okay, yeah. Okay. Keep going, Andy, sorry. Okay. So you're yes, one uh, away. Sorry, 15. Yes, it's nil-nil. It's basically nil-nil. It's nil-nil. This is Man United. Sorry. Yeah, but okay. that, what about the first one where... where no, Andy, don't get involved in scoring. You've proved you can't do it. What's the third birthday? I'm not great on the gags. Stephen Crabb. Stephen who? Crab. Stephen Crab. MP for Pembrokeshire, Work and Pension Secretary at 2016, and he also entered the 20k walk in the Olympics. (laughs) It took him nearly three days to get walking sideways. Stevie Crab. Stevie Um, Crab. Stevie Crab, 54. What do you think, Mm. Max? I mean, I think you're pretty close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a filthy no, game this is. It's really it's not it's really The purists will say it's a great game. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the, the Bielsa fans are Jamie Carragher will be enjoying this. 52. 52. Okay, 52. What is it, Andy? 48. Oh, 48. okay. Yeah, Two-point lead. Yeah, two-point lead. Don't worry about the maths, Jeff. We, we Paul, st- 21, Max, 90. Okay, we'll we bother you, with the maths, okay. Jeff. Uh, yeah, happy next. birthday to the sociologist and writer, Professor Anne Oakley. Anne oh, Oakley. Bethel Wilmot. And uh, she was she was working... Uh, no, I was... No, no, she was. <laughs> who, was who was working? <laughs> who was working? <laughs> You're working now, ostensibly. She, 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 well, sort of. She was working as a minicab driver when I dispatched her to pick up the Southampton goalie. I said to her, Annie, get your gun. That's, that's very good, that. Very Fans good. of the old musicals. Okay. Are you first, Max? Uh, I am first, disappointingly. Yeah. This could be the uh, this could be a, a big moment. Do you know what, Anne you... Oakley, what were her years, Annie? What did she do? Just remind us. She was a sociologist and writer. Okay. No, you've got no... There's, there's no details on that. No, Anne no, no. Oakley is... No, it doesn't. Anne Oakley is 68. I think she's probably a bit older than that. Oh, how dare you? This is gonna, always I, comes in. I'm going to blow this game wide open. Uh, 70, 78. Ooh, 77. Come on. Oh, you actually care. Yeah, Look at that. that. that was awesome. <laughs> I've never seen that from Paul before. Just, there was a, <laughs> it came out there. There was a proper... I was bold. His fist. I was bold. Oh, we were just pushing, knocking it around at the back. <laughs> that was a long no, ball. No, I was bold. Well, well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah, Stuck one in the channels. Yeah, well done. Okay. What's the score, um, Jeff? Oh yeah, uh, go on, Jeff. twenty-two to Paul, twenty-eight to Max. Ooh, okay. twenty-two, twenty-eight, oh, game on. Still get this back. Go on then. Okay. Uh, happy birthday to the singer Billy Ocean. Oh, singer Bill, yeah. Billy Ocean, yes. And I don't know if you know this, but Billy's working at Cheltenham this year, predicting the condition of the track when the going gets softer, firm, <laughs> tough get going. <laughs> That's very good. Very really good. Very good. Billy's got to be getting on, isn't he? He's still looking great. <laughs> Uh, a bit grey around the dreads, but I'd say Billy must be, he's got to be 70. I'm going to go 70. Yeah, I'm, I had 72 in my mind, and that's what I'll put okay, on the paper. fair enough. All right, yeah, then oh, you, two are, you two are hot. He's 71. <laughs> Pretty good. I'm going to be let down this by Anne Oakley. I always hated the sociology that Oakley did. <laughs> I don't like it. So what has that done to the scores, Jeff? Uh, so you're both 
one out on that one, aren't you? So it's uh, 23 to Paul and 29 to Max. OK, how many birthdays? This is the fifth one, Andy, is it? Yes, the sixth, sixth one. No, sixth, sixth one. one. Sixth one. Keep, keep yeah, going. It, it's Sirocco Forte. Sirocco Forte. Um, the hotel owner, I yeah. think he is, isn't he? Sirocco yeah, yeah, Forte. Sirocco Forte. I arranged for him and 20 mates to attend the grand final between St Helens and Wigan. It was a rugby league Forte 20. <laughs> That's nice, nice. There's <laughs> yeah, trouble yeah, with yeah. these ones because, because Paul, you're, just, you're more experienced. Player, yeah, I'm aren't older. You? Yes, what you mean. that's what I'm I mean. Older, yeah. a more experienced player. Yeah. You've heard of yeah. Sirocco Forte. Yeah. I don't have a clue who Sirocco Forte is. Yeah. Well, I, I He's not Forte, either. I can tell you okay. that if you want a clue. <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm um, going to go <laughs> 79. 79. I think Sirocco's a bit younger oh, than that. Did he drive a Sirocco? Uh, I'd, say, oh, I'd say he's... Uh, <laughs> I should have used that. <laughs> 60... Clickety click. No, 66, I'm going to go. He's 76. Oh, here we go. Oh, I see. Yeah, like I'm the only one who's getting into it. <laughs> it is Paul, 33, mm. Max, 32. Oh, you're playing, you're playing so along exciting. at home, boys and girls. Oh, very Next exciting. up, I go first. Hey. It's, oh, okay. it's done with a wire. <laughs> yes, editor, editor. He's the editor of the Financial Times, or at least he was from 2005 to 2020. Lionel Barber. Lionel Barber. Lionel Barber. Do you know him? And the last time, yeah, I, I do. Know actually, him the last time, yeah. I, I do. The last time I saw Lionel, he was living near the Ramon Sanchez Pisuan <laughs> Stadium. Was he? Yes, it was great to see the Barber of Sevilla. Of course it was. Uh, well, he did it in 2020. I mean, he's I'm going to go, did he, uh, 60, 68 I'm going to go, Max. Mm, I don't think he's that old, Lionel really? Barber, you, but I The way you finished nothing. his surname makes me think you, you, you've moved in this, you've gone to cocktail <laughs> parties <laughs> together. Of course, I'm yeah, always at a dinner party at yeah. Lionel Barber's house. You borrowed his microwave when Trevor <laughs> yeah. Nelson's broke When's down? Trevor coming up on this game? That's what did what I, I say? Know. Did I say 60? You said 68. 68. You? What are you going for, I'm, Max? I'm, I go 64. What is he? 66. Oh, this game is just... Honestly, this is two people at the top of their game. Oh, yeah, it's it's two people it, shouting honestly. out people's birthdays. Think no, one point in it. Paul, 35. Max, 34. So high. 35 versus... Well, Andy, be quiet. We can't get the score. 35-34, Max, 35, just 34. in the league. Go on, Andy, keep going. Here we go. Professor, happy birthday to Professor Chandra Wickramasinghe, the astronomer and astrobiologist, the director of the Buckingham Centre for Astrobiology, <sighs> Professor Chandra Wickramasinghe. And... Uh, my cousin Pearl married into the family. <laughs> yes, Pearl's oh, God. a Wickramer singer. They're one for the Elkie Brooks fans. Oh, well, I definitely don't go to cocktails with uh, Wickramer singer, I'm afraid. What do you think? Um, Tuffy, this, isn't it? It is a difficult. Do you know who you are? You, Not a clue, Shot mate. in the dark, 51. Oh, wow, I might go a bit older than that. I go 62. 82. Oh! oh so, cat amongst the pigeons. What has that done to the scores, oh. Jeff? That's 55 plays 65. So, Paul in the lead by 10. Okay, how many well birthdays done. left? Well Andy, done. two? Two more. Here we go, then. And, uh, go birthday real. number nine, the yes. great opera singer, uh, part of the three tenors, Placido Domingo. It's his birthday. And wow. uh, he's just designed a new car for a Japanese uh, vehicle manufacturer. It's called the Nissan Dorma. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very good. He would have sung that, of course. Um, I'd say, Placido Domingo, how old is he now? He's got to be getting on, isn't he? Uh, 82, I'm going to go match. I'd, I'd, I'd written 82. I'd, yeah, OK. But, you know, it's well, difficult. You can go for it and then leave it to the last one. Go out, Butch and Sundance. What are you doing? I'll go 83. 83. Can't 83. Get one. I'll get one off you. Snookers, you're he's, playing snookers now, aren't you? Uh, where is he? He's 80. 
He's 80. Oh, okay. Another point down. Oh, dear. Okay. <laughs> he's broken. He's the lowest So what's that down the scores, Jeff? We go to the last birthday. It's Paul 57, yeah. Max 68. Please. And I, I think this is a Paul, game. I think Paul should go first on this last one. OK, no, you're I'm making up the rules as you go along. No, I'm happy to go this first. One, no, no, this one could... Is it a yeah, Cambridge United could... fullback? Is it Billy Manuel? No. Like... Alan Kimball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> OK. This one, I'm not this gonna... one could... Do you think that's a fair way of doing? The person who's in front has to no, go first. No, you don't no, think you don't want to? Do, oh, well, you could play dirty, I guess. That's fine. Yeah, you go yeah, first. That's all right. I mean, then yeah. let's, Jeff, it's not a bad idea. It's mm. not a bad. Yeah. How many points rule. behind am I, Jeff? Uh, eleven. You're eleven, 11 behind. Okay, all right, then yeah. I'll do it. I'll join in on Jeff, unless I lose and your name is dirt, Jeff. At this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, here we go, Andy. Okay, this one a little bit of advantage to Max here. It's the singer F.K. Twigs. Oh yeah. FK Twigs. Oh, I knew him when she was just a twig. Isn't it FKA Twigs? Because we used to say you, that she'd be a fantastic oh, yeah. cricketer. Oh, yeah, FKA Twigs. How does this help to me? Paul knows who it is, and I don't. How the hell? Yeah. I say, I knew her when she was just a twiglet. Never mind. Yeah. Came on and bowled. It was FKA Twigs. Twigs. Yeah. Um, FKA Twigs. So you're going first. Um, she is 27. Okay, this is tricky. So I've either got to say 16 or 38. Yeah, you have have a chance. 38. 38. FKA Twigs. FKA Twigs is 33. Oh, so what what are the final scores, Jeff Peters? Final scores. Max 73, Paul 63. So Paul wins for the third week running. Well done. You keep practising at home. (laughs) I'll let you patronise me. (laughs) (laughs) You keep up the good work. You do that again. I will write a stern letter to the Guardian. Of course I will. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. Here we are. That was this afternoon's show. Max, you're back with me next Tuesday. Yes, selected. Happy yeah. to turn up. Fantastic. Andy Jacobs uh, back tomorrow for the birthday spread and all that. In the meantime, have a fine evening. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on Talk Sport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.